This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. How are your floors looking? Could they use some sprucing up? Coming up, we'll talk to the folks at the end of the roll about all the flooring solutions that are out there for your home. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. More sticker shock at the gas pumps in the lower mainland. Prices jumping around 25 cents a liter over the past four days. Many stations around Greater Vancouver posting just under 220. And the experts say, unfortunately, that's what we're going to see for a while. Paul Pasco, an oil and gas consultant based in Calgary, says he expects gas prices across the country to go up in the weeks and months ahead as people go back to work and school and demand goes up. And last hour, I talked about how the Pizza Hut location on Robson Street in Vancouver's West End is experimenting with pizza delivery robots. In other pizza-related news, we'll soon be able to enjoy pizza in a cone. Chef Chris Lowry started Cones, with a K and a Z, back in 2015, selling the pizza-in-a-cup concept from a food truck in Kelowna. That led to restaurants in Alberta and Ontario. And now the pizza in a cone concept is now setting up shop here in the lower mainland. Two locations are planned, both in Surrey. The first should be open in uh, the winter time this year in the South Newton area. So what exactly is pizza in a cup? Well, cones has a proprietary pizza dough recipe. They make it every morning and it's prepared and formed into their signature cones. The pizza options include pepperoni, cheeseburger, and butter chicken, among other choices. You can follow Eat Cones on Instagram for updates on the franchise's expansion into Metro Vancouver and BC. And the actual paper part of the newspaper continues to slowly disappear. If you read the Vancouver Sun and Province, uh, you'll soon have to go without a print edition of the paper on Mondays. You can still find it online. It just won't be printed that day. That news this past week from Post Media, the company that owns many of Canada's big daily newspapers, they announced that nine of those papers, including the Sun in the province, as well as papers in Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Montreal, won't be going to print on Mondays anymore. Post Media is also quick to point out there are no job cuts tied to these changes. And navigating through the airport is low on the list for most people as things they like to do, especially these days with labor shortages and dealing with the pandemic. But at least here in Vancouver, our airport is not the worst. According to a new survey by J.D. Power, YVR ranks above average when it comes to overall customer satisfaction in 2022. Under the large airports size category, YVR ranks 11th best with 794 points out of a possible 1,000. The number one best airport on that list, Tampa, Florida. Vancouver's airport ranking of 11th is actually a drop from the pre-pandemic ranking in 2019. YVR came in sixth that year, back in 2019. However, YVR is in fact the only Canadian airport to rank above the average for not only the size category of large airports, but any category. In the 2022 study, Toronto's Pearson Airport is listed as a mega airport. And out of 20 in that category, Pearson was ranked fifth 
from the bottom. And it's true that air travelers have a lot to deal with. And last weekend at YVR, some people waiting for their flights noticed something they've never seen before at the airport. A couple of mice. Someone took a photo of the two mice by gate D-54. Uh, that's in the international departures area, very close to a bathroom and very close to several restaurants and fast food outlets. Uh, two little furry friends by gate D-54 is what the guy wrote on his Twitter, YVR later said in a statement that health and safety of our travelers and employees is our top priority, but the airport has numerous doors and windows and animals find their way inside from time to time. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, we'll talk to the folks at End of the Roll about how you can do some amazing things to your floors. That's next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And how are your floors doing at home? Quite often they could do with some sprucing up. And it's amazing how technology has played a part in that. There's all sorts of new types of laminates, tiles, and ways to use natural wood as well. And the place to go to be at the forefront of all this technology is a name I'm guessing you already know. It's End of the Roll. And from End of the Roll is our friend Mark Basie. How are you doing? Great, Martin. How are you? Excellent. We haven't talked in a while, and I'm looking forward to getting your take on some of the new products because it's changing all the time, uh, especially some new laminates that people are really excited about. We'll talk about that. But the first thing, I want to talk about your Scan to Win contest, which is on now until November 9th. You're giving away like 25 grand worth of flooring, right? Yeah. So this is uh, actually it's a pretty cool contest we have where people can just walk into the closest end of the rural location to them. And there's a, there'll be signage that they can scan with their phone uh, and enter to win, and it'll happen instantly. So uh, you'll know right away whether you're getting a prize or not. And I'd say the only uh, negative that I've, I've seen to this contest is I can't actually get to see people's reactions as they win. Because we've given away a couple big prizes already. And uh, people that in the email, when I get the email, they're very excited. But uh, it, it'd be so much better if I could see their faces when that wheel lands on the, on the larger dollar amounts for sure. Yeah, yeah. Email isn't a good way of expressing excitement. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, so this is this contest is basically open to anybody. Uh, whether you're looking for flooring or not, just drop into one of our stores and you'll be able to uh, scan and participate in the contest. And go to endoftheroll.com. That's the website and you can uh, read all about it. You can see all about what's going on with End of the Roll. I guess, uh, I guess it's a busy time now fall is when everybody decides that they want to spruce up their their floors and they want to get their house in order after a long summer well normally i'd say yes but the last two years have been just so crazy with what you thought was normal isn't always normal not just in flooring but in a lot of different cases so what we're finding now uh is is we're really sort of following what's happening with the housing market you know as people decide you know hey maybe now is not the time to upgrade my house. How can I make the house that I'm in more comfortable? You know, we'll find that that's spiking a lot of sales in that way. Uh, and, you know, previously when people were going crazy and buying house after house, it was like, well, I've got this house that I need to fix up because maybe I couldn't afford the one I really wanted because prices were out of control. And we were finding, you know, that was accelerating sales as well. So, you know, in both cases, it seems like, you know, things just aren't really slowing down very much. Uh, and we've been lucky enough to be, to be uh, one of the brands that Canadians are trusting to, to help them with their floors. 
Yeah, well, End of the Roll is a name, like I say, that I think we all know the name, and uh, you have lots of locations around the Lower Mainland. As I say, go to endoftheroll.com uh, to find out uh, the location near you. And uh, so what what's going on um, in flooring? What are, What's the new trend? What's everybody excited about at End of the Roll? Uh, I think that, well, I mean, the most exciting thing is always the new colors that come out every year, uh, the new patterns, the new colors. Uh, that's that's probably the thing that gets people the most excited uh, just in terms of how they look and we're because we're a stocking dealer we're an inventory stocking dealer we're constantly getting new inventory in so if you were there you know a month ago coming back in today you know we could have entirely new stuff so uh the the stuff that's rolling off the trucks now and it's going to be coming in the spring uh, it just seems like you know trends are changing so fast we have to keep up with that in terms of buying uh new inventory so i think that's the most exciting thing but the second most exciting thing that seems to be happening is uh, laminate is making just a crazy comeback uh, in terms of the, the type of flooring that people want. They want an affordable floor that's going to look great and perform well. And it's always been historically, there's every type of flooring always has, you know, the pros and cons. And laminate historically, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, it was it was great. It's a nice big wooden plank that's fairly durable, but it didn't do so well with things like water. Or if your floor was a little rough, it would kind of peak up in places so people kind of moved to this other product called Luxury Vinyl, which was 100% waterproof. And that came with its own pros and cons. Uh, and what they found was they needed to make it more durable, almost like laminate, really. So they added a stone core to it. And that technology has been taken off. Uh, but since then, they found that when, you know, the most perfect type of flooring to install on the, in the most wide variety of conditions is laminate. The problem was how do you get past that waterproofing issue? So in the last, I'd say, three or four years especially, we've seen a huge push by manufacturers to make laminate flooring as water-resistant as possible to the point where you can spill something on it, leave it there for three or four days, and it won't affect the floor at all. So wow. with that latest sort of technology that we've seen put into laminate flooring, on top of the new uh, way that they, it's called embossing, they make it feel like wood when you run your hand across it. It's almost like you can feel the wood grain. Laminate's got, it's it's really trending in terms of being one of the most popular choices of flooring. Plus, on top of all of that, it's easily the most affordable. Right. And uh, it's also, you know, it's it's a thing where people can sometimes do it themselves, right? I mean, it is it is possible to do your own uh, in, installation. Yeah, absolutely. Laminates, uh, most of our products in terms of laminate and luxury vinyl tend to be very DIY friendly. So if you just want to pick up a bunch of flooring, uh, you know, you'll be okay with that. Uh, but you know, we do have professional installs and it really depends on your comfort level and how much you're doing, because, you know, we've talked about this in the past on the show, but I, I ended up doing my own install and I could have hired people. I have that at my disposal, but I really wanted to see what a lot of our homeowners were going through, what struggles they face, that kind of thing. So I ended up doing about 1100 square feet of laminate in my house just to see, you know, what the challenges were that people were facing. I would say it's definitely a DIY job. If you have, I'd say I have, you know, moderate DIY skills. I'm by no means an expert. I've got all the, you know, the, the cheap tools that you get from the big box store. So it's not like I'm running pro equipment or anything. And I managed to do okay. And it turned out okay. And I get lots yeah. of compliments on it. Yeah. That and being that's, said, that... <laughs> yeah. well, that being um, said, you know, it, yeah. it is hard work. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. on your knees. It, it's very labor intensive. It, it's, you know, so if you're finding maybe uh, you don't want something quite as physically demanding. Uh, you know, maybe doing a small project like one room will be okay, but maybe tackling a whole floor, you might want to consider, you know, using installers for that type of a job. Yeah, like there are definitely two types of people in the world. Like I'm, I'm the type of person, I'm going to get somebody else to do it. I'm not even, 
I'm not even going to try. And uh, other people, they find it a challenge. And uh, when I talk to you, you are always uh, very quick to point out that if you are not comfortable, don't feel bad because there are people who do that and there are professionals and you make it easy. You, you can help people connect with the professionals to put it in. But then there are other people who, who want to try it themselves and, and are good at it, or at least they're, they're good at taking on the challenge. Was there one thing that, that surprised you doing it yourself that you, that, that you thought, Oh, I didn't realize this is uh, either easier or harder. Or was it, what was the biggest surprise doing it yourself? Oh, well, I mean, whenever you're renovating anything, you know, surprises are, are sort of the last thing you want to have. Um, yeah. But uh, w- with the flooring, I looked at it and I thought, you know, you see basically when, when you, especially when you watch the home improvement shows, you know, they're laying down plank after plank and that looks great, but you don't really fully appreciate the intricate tiny cuts that need to be made to go around a door frame or into a closet uh, to, and, to, and the meeting up with another floor that you already have existing, like a bathroom tile or something. So, they don't really show all that. They just kind of show the floor snapping together and going down. And you think, oh, this is going to be relatively easy, just like Lego almost. Uh, but once you start getting in, you're like, oh, this needs a special type of cut. Or if you go in the wrong order, because it is like a puzzle, you might try to put in a piece that maybe you should have put in three pieces ago in the wrong order. And that's, that's right. a little frustrating. They have to rip it back up and start over. Like it took me probably about three times the amount of time it would have taken a professional to do it. And, you know, right. I, there are areas where I know, you know, most people would come in and they wouldn't, they'd say that looks great, but I know a couple of places where it's like, oh, that's not quite perfect or that's not quite how it should have been done now, right? So, <laughs> you know, there's always that aspect too. Yeah. And it's important that people know when they buy from end of the role and they do it themselves, they're going to get some support, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the best thing you can do to find out if this is something that's going to be, um, easy or difficult for you to tackle is to talk to the flooring advisor. They'll be able to give you the most information about that product that you're looking at choosing. They'll tell you exactly what the difficulties are with installing it. And, you know, I had some friends that were looking for some flooring and they wanted to DIY it. And uh, when they went into the store, they ended up with a completely different product than they thought they were going to get. So we have this product called loose lay vinyl and it really is that simple. You just lay it on the floor. It doesn't click together or anything like that. Uh, you basically are just putting it down and sliding it up against the piece beside it. Its weight sort of holds it on the floor. You have to glue the outer edge, but it's a really, really simple DIY project. And these people that weren't necessarily big DIYers before, they nailed it. Like the floor looks amazing. Right. And and as well, uh, you have all the types of hardwood floors as well. I mean, obviously, hardwood is a whole different beast to do yourself. Um, but you have a huge selection of hardwood at uh, End of the Rural. Yeah, we don't stock a lot of hardwood because it's very difficult. It needs certain temperatures. There's a lot of different styles. Uh, we, so you won't go be able to go in and pick it up and take it home. But hardwood is really not uh, – hardwood and engineered hardwood are not really DIY-friendly unless you're no. more of an advanced DIYer. Uh, it takes a lot more work in terms of the installation process. And, you know, generally it's a, it's a lot more expensive of a product, and you really don't want to be messing it up because the more waste – generally when you're a DIYer, you're going to waste a little more product with your cuts than a professional right. would. And then when you're doing that with hardwood, it can add up quite quickly. Right. And what are some other products that people are, are using these days? I know on your website, endoftheroll.com, you can see things like cork and those kind of products. I guess they're, they're, there's new ones all the time. Yeah. So we're constantly trying to find, you know, cork's one of the renewable sources uh, that we try to bring in. Uh, a lot of products, some of them will just have a cork backing, some of them will be entirely cork flooring. 
you know, it, it's not really the core of our business, but we're constantly trying new things because the consumer is ultimately going to tell us, you know, hey, we like this product or we don't. So just being able to figure out, you know, what those products are, we'll bring in things uh, like athletic flooring is another great example. So if you have a home gym, most people don't realize uh, that they can actually come to end of the role. And we have special matting that's built for things like a home gym uh, or a yoga studio and that kind of thing. So um, basically, you know, it, it, it sounds cliche to say, but any type of flooring you're looking for, no matter what your needs, chances are you'll be able to get it through end of the role one way or another. That's right. And I noticed online, you even have uh, window coverings and wall coverings. Like what kind of wall coverings do you have? Well, so this all started because, uh, you know, sometimes when you're looking at a renovation, people say, oh, I want a nice wood feature wall. Well, wood can be expensive, as you know. So what people found is they could actually take flooring planks and put them up on the wall. (laughs) So that's how this all started way back in the day. And what ended up happening was wood planks for floor or or, uh, flooring planks, like whether it's laminate or vinyl, aren't necessarily the best for the wall. So they found ways to install it on a wall. It's a little bit of a different insulation procedure, but you can almost use any type of flooring now to get that wood wall look uh, without having to purchase wood to do it. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the the sales point there is just on, you know, when you're looking for a feature wall, if you don't want to take the price to, to put wood, actual wood up, you can actually have a really great and more durable look with flooring on the wall. Wow. So it, it sort of sounds like if, if you're thinking of doing some work on your home for the floors or the walls, um, you should go to End of the Roll. Go to an End of the Roll location. They're all over the lower mainland. You can go to endoftheroll.com. And uh, I, I guess you might be surprised at what's available to you now these days. Yeah, I'd say the number one thing we hear when people come into our store is, uh, oh, I wish I'd have known you had this. You know, they have, uh, maybe they hadn't been to our stores in, in 10, 20 years, because it's not like you're buying flooring every week. Uh, and then they come in and they see the selection and the different products we have. And, and they're just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know you had all of this. Had I have known, you know, we would have done this, this, and this. So that's, we're definitely surprising people every day. So go to endoftheroll.com and uh, find a location near you. And uh, we're talking to Mark Basie uh, from End of the Roll. And uh, I want to ask you, when we come back, uh, about your mom's floor. I know you did a big job for your mother, and I I can't imagine the pressure (laughs) that would go along with that. Um, uh, But I want to ask you about that and uh, talk a little bit more about this contest. People can win some flooring. And uh, also Gut Job, the HGTV show that End of the Roll is involved in. We'll talk all about that stuff when we come back with more from Mark Basie, End of the Roll. Go to endoftheroll.com for more information. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. We'll be right back. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to our friend Mark Basie from End of the Roll. And uh, endoftheroll.com is where you should go and see what they have. Because as we were talking, um, it's not just uh, laminate floors. It's not just carpeting. It's everything. There's even wall coverings and window coverings. Um, And end of the roll uh, with 56 locations across Canada, nine in the lower mainland, four on the island. And as I say, endoftheroll.com is the place to go. Uh, to get information on the end of the role near you. And Mark Basie, I wanted to ask you about um, a job you did for your mom. 
because <laughs> last time I talked to you, I think you were just kind of sort of halfway through it or something. And uh, I couldn't imagine if if your mo- or my mother wanted me to 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 do the flooring. And if the flooring was like my job, I would feel a lot of pressure that it was a perfect job. Well, and this is I guess this is where I'm a little bit lucky. Uh, so like I was mentioning before, where, when I did my own house, I know where the warts are. If I had any type of warts in my mom's house, she would know exactly where they are and she would point them out every time. So (laughs) I, in in that case, I ended up getting the professionals to help out, to make sure also to like, you know, it takes me a little bit longer than it would take a professional. So I'd be hearing about it every day until it was done. So I made sure we got the professionals in there so that we could get it installed, uh, front to back. And it was great to see that up close too. Uh, because what ended up happening with her place is it's got a lot of angles. So in some places, when you're walking down the hall, the boards are actually laid at a 45-degree angle. It looks really cool. Uh, but I just looked at that and thought, man, I don't know how I would have made these cuts or figured out the measurements or anything like that. So I'm glad I left that one to the professionals. But yeah, right. at the end of the day, you know, people are asking us, like, what kind of flooring would you put in your house? Um, but I'll, you know, I'll do one better and say, what kind of flooring would you put in your mother's house? Because that's where you're really going to hear about it all the time. And we ended up... Uh, picking a really great product. Again, another laminate uh, was the best product for her particular case in, in this need. Yeah. So you ended up going with laminate and, and sort of the story of this afternoon that I'm hearing um, is that laminates are making a big comeback. And probably a lot of people don't know the difference between say uh, uh, the different floor types, but laminates are, are really becoming uh, popular partly because of the waterproofing that is that is now part of it because that was a problem before but it's not a problem anymore yeah so we should maybe just talk a bit about what makes you know the two sort of more popular flooring types are the luxury vinyl planks and the laminate planks so laminate you know the base layer the main core of it is is like a fiberboard a compressed uh compressed wood it's very strong very durable uh and then on top of that you have your printed layer of whatever the color slash design of the flooring is and then on top of that you have a wear layer which is sort of the 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 meat and potatoes of the whole thing so if you have dogs or kids or whatever else you don't want your flooring to get all scratched up the reason laminate originally took off was because of that wear layer it's very strong uh what ended up happening though is with that wood layer underneath it would just sort of act like a sponge if any water got in there and then the boards would you know warp or come apart that kind of thing so luxury vinyl planks came along they're very similar in terms of having a printed layer and a wear layer, but the main core was made up of, uh, is now made up of a stone product in a lot of cases. So that made it a lot more durable, but still allowed it to be waterproof. But it is finicky in other ways in terms of like, if you have any type of uh, issues with your floor, if it's not perfectly flat, that kind of thing, luxury vinyl can, you know, you'll see it a lot more. There's a chance the flooring could fail uh, if you don't have it prepped exactly perfect. That's another reason that we didn't touch on yet with having professionals come in one thing they're able to do is tell you exactly what needs to be done with your floor to make sure it's perfect. So that when they install the floor, it'll be, uh, it'll last a long time. And right. with that too, a lot of our, once they, if, it, if it's installed by professionals, the warranty on the floor will last a long time. If you install it yourself and something goes wrong, if it wasn't installed perfectly, you could be on the hook for that. That's sort of the other caveat with DIY. But yeah, right. with that, you know, laminate does last a long time uh, with the waterproofing that's come along. It sort of helped solve that, uh, wet core issue where boards would sort of sponge the water up and cup and bend and all that kind of stuff. So with that technology improving, we're finding people are heading more back towards laminate. 
Yeah, and I guess it's a not it's not a one size fits all solution, and uh, it, it's worth coming into end of the roll to a location. Uh, and maybe even bringing in some photographs of your floor and and some of the issues that you're dealing with, what the floor is going to be used for, whether there there could be water on the floor, or whether it's it's uneven or something, because there's probably a lot of solutions that people might not even know about uh, different products. Yeah, for sure. And I guess you know the other thing is we use the word waterproof a lot, but it's it's really not a waterproofing. You can't you know like throw that board into a pool and it wouldn't right. you know be ruined. So it's more of a water resistance over a certain period of time. So if you're putting, you know, if you're looking at something like a bathroom, for example, there's very few laminates that would be recommended to go directly into an area that's going to be wet like that all the time. It's more meant for like, you know, the accidental spill in the living room, like you've overwatered a plant or something like that, things that would typically happen. Uh, But yeah, when we're talking about, you know, the technology for flooring, it's advancing so quick. The best thing you can do is walk in, talk to a flooring advisor. They'll ask you some questions about pets, kids, the area that it's going to be used in, how damp it is. Uh, Temperature fluctuations are a big one, whether it has direct sunlight can affect the type of flooring. Like all of these things, depending on the type of product that you need, they'll be able to say, oh, this is going to be right in front of a window with heat blasting on it, or it's going to be in a cabin where it's sub-zero part of the year. They'll be able to tell you what flooring will be able to withstand those conditions. We're talking to Mark Basie from uh, End of the Roll, and uh, it's uh, worth a visit to one of their locations. They have nine End of the Rolls uh, in the Lower Mainland. There's four on the island, 56 across the country. And uh, I always feel kind of guilty when we talk because it's always about, you know, laminates and vinyl and uh, even tiles and stuff. But what about good old-fashioned carpet? That's not going. People are still putting carpet in their home, right? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. We always tend to talk about, you know, the, the sexy side of flooring, which are the hardwoods, the laminates, you know, getting that hard surface look. But people are still putting carpet in. It's still one of the most popular uh, types of flooring. So mm-hmm. it hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, it's not like it was, you know, in the 80s where, you know, people were carpeting their entire home. Uh, but people still find, you know, they want to have it in their basements or in their bedroom, anywhere they want it to be a little bit cozy. Carpet is still the most affordable type of flooring, you know, and all the different types that exist, you'll be able to, generally speaking, you'll be able to carpet a room uh, for a more affordable price than uh, doing any type of hard surface. That being said, you know, carpet, you can get carpet use. Now, again, when you walk into the talk to the flooring advisor, they'll be able to help you pick carpet because there are good, better, best types of carpet where some of them will last a little longer than others. So keeping that in mind, carpet, generally speaking, won't last as long as a hard surface. It's just not built the same way. So you will be replacing it more often. But right. when you're looking at like, hey, I just want to get this room done, it will be, generally speaking, more affordable uh, than putting in a hard surface for sure. And it's good for pets too. It's a little quieter if you have dogs with claws that make a lot of noise. Yeah, and I think the other thing that, you know, really people haven't seen in a while is, uh, you know, they think carpet and pets don't really match because uh, the stains and those kind of things, but carpet stain technology has gotten so advanced now as well. Um, There's different products that are, you know, nearly stain proof in terms of the things that you can throw at them uh, and be able to get that, the color back to looking at its original level. Carpet technology isn't as sexy as things like talking about a piece of waterproof flooring, but yeah, it's, it's advanced a lot too, in terms of the texture, how it feels, how it's protected, durability, all that kind of stuff as well. 
Yeah. And I think it's funny that uh, we consider uh, laminate flooring sexy, but it it kind of is in, in a way. If if that's what you're needing to deal with with your house, it can be kind of sexy and you're all excited about it. And that's what we're talking about with Mark Basie from End of the Roll. Uh, go to endoftheroll.com. And I mean, it was sexy enough to get on TV. Uh, it was uh, featured, End of the Roll was featured quite a few times in uh, the HGTV it's called Gut Job, right? That's the show. Yeah, so we partnered with them to uh, provide some flooring for basically the premise of the show is, you know, during this housing craze that, that we recently had, people would buy houses without uh, getting an inspection or anything. You know, come to find out later that, oh, this, is, this, is, this house is actually a problem. They have to gut the whole thing. So, you know, homeowners that are in that position, they obviously don't have a lot of resources left. They put everything they could into the house only to find out that the house needs a lot more. <laughs> so we kind of stepped in and we tried to help out there. Uh, if you end up going back and, and watching those shows, I believe they're still available on demand for HGTV. You're able to see sort of the experience that you'll get with an end of the role. So if you haven't had that type of experience before, you know, exactly in, in terms of like talking about them coming in, that their crew came in, they talked to a flooring advisor, figured out what flooring would work best and that whole process. And then you can even see it get installed as well. And some of the flooring, so some of it's going to be hardwood, some of it's a luxury vinyl product. And they show the different types of insulation, how difficult the problems that it faces, that kind of stuff. So if you haven't experienced end of the world flooring centers before, watching that HDTV show will get you right inside the door and be able to see the whole process from start to finish uh, and see exactly what it is we do. And Sebastian Clovis is a, is a great host. And I think they've just been okayed for season two uh, of Gut Job. But go to HGTV and you can find the episodes that uh, feature End of the Roll. So, uh, Mark, uh, as we go into uh, the fall, we just the fall has just begun. And uh, you were saying that traditionally this is a busy time, but in the last two years it's all been busy. But uh, what are you expecting? Is there one product that uh, is just flying out the door? Is there one thing that leads everything else or is it a, just a lot of different things? Yeah, I mean, carpet's still a big one for us overall, but I'd say the other two that are right there are luxury vinyl planks uh, and the, the laminate flooring. Those are the three main types of products. But when you get into the store, you'll be able to sense, you know, what colors. We, we tend to only buy the, the, like, stock the products that are the most popular in terms of their looks. So the technology behind them will really depend on what you're using it for. But I would suggest just visiting another the World Flooring Center because you'll be able to see the colors that are sort of trending over the season. We do refresh our products so often that we're able to bring in the trends as they happen. You're not looking at flooring from, like, eight years ago. You're looking at stuff that, you know, has likely landed off the truck within the last six months. So, you know, in terms of trends, the best thing to do is just get into a store, see what flooring is there. Uh, that's going to show you what people are generally buying and what colors are trending these days. Right. And End of the Roll also helps out people with finding installers and, and, and teaching them what to expect from the installer. I mean, you, you work hand in hand with the customers on that, right? Yeah. So a lot of our stores provide the installation. So it's just a seamless process. It'll be basically from start to finish. Uh, with that, you know, what people tend to forget a lot of the time is it's not just about putting in the flooring. It's about taking out the old flooring that's there, taking the baseboards off, and then fixing any warts. So, you know, depending on how old your house is, mine is from 1966, there was quite a bit going on underneath the floor that I pulled out. So you have to make sure you know what's required to uh, make the floor suitable for a new flooring. And if you hire the installers, they'll be able to come in and handle all of that for you. 
so you don't have to worry about anything. Now, it's always difficult. They never know what they're going to find, so they do their best to give you a quote and say, hey, this is what it's going to cost. But if they open the floor up and there's some rotten floorboards or something else going on, that can obviously change things. But it's good to have them there, at least in a sense, they'll know. They'll know when the floor is not good. They'll know when something doesn't look right. This is what they do every day. So that's, that's a pretty big benefit. Yeah, I think I told you the uh, last time we talked in my living room, when we moved into my house, it's a 1910 house, underneath this carpet was lime green linoleum and under oh, that right, right. was a fur floor. It was, and it was in beautiful shape too. So we got really, really lucky. Well, Mark Basie from End of the Roll has been my guest. Uh, thank you so much and uh, good luck with the fall. And uh, I just recommend people go to endoftheroll.com. Thanks for talking to us, Mark. All right. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for having me. Right on. And when we come back, uh, it's the big anniversary for the Gastown steam clock and the story of how the clock nearly ran out of steam just before it was even unveiled. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And did you know that it was on this date... September 24th, 45 years ago in 1977, that the Gastown steam clock was unveiled by then Vancouver Mayor Jack Volrich. He proclaimed it the world's first steam-powered timepiece, even though it was still partly running on electricity. Getting the steam clock up and running was not a simple procedure back then. Its unveiling came after two years of all sorts of mechanical problems. There were cost overruns, and it all wrapped up with engineers working around the clock for 28 hours in a row just before the ceremony. But they got it up and running, and in the same spot it is today, the corner of Water Street and Camby in Gastown, But is it really a steam clock? Yes and no. Ray Saunders was the creator of the clock, and he heard from a lot of people who said it was impossible to build a steam-powered clock. He was a local horologist. That's a person who makes clocks and watches. And he was contacted about making a big clock, all part of a beautification project for Gastown. Well, the clock's main power, Saunders figured, would come from a 12-inch high steam engine. Four out of the five companies he contacted to help him build it said it couldn't be done, but he didn't listen, set out to do it anyway. The cost of the clock was supposed to be about 25 grand, split between the city of Vancouver and the local gas town businesses, but that was before all the technical problems that would bring the price tag closer to 60,000 bucks. So you still may be asking, does it actually run on steam? Well, sort of. Back in 2013, Saunders described it this way to the Vancouver Sun newspaper. He said, quote, it runs by gravity. The clock runs by the steel balls coming down by gravity, and it's wound up by the steam engine. He didn't mention that the clock is still powered by three small electric motors to help operate two internal fans, one of which blows the steam out the top and another that controls the valves that plays the tunes on the five steam whistles. And while the Gastown clock was his first, Saunders has since created many other clocks, steam and otherwise, for cities worldwide, including Whistler, Port Coquitlam, Indianapolis, and Atoru, Japan. 
He also made two other clocks in Vancouver, one on Main Street and the other in Queen Elizabeth Park. In 2019, Saunders was seriously injured in a fall from a ladder at the age of 79, and that led to his retirement from the world of clockmaking. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2. We're here 2 to 4 every Saturday. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and our other producer, Leila Hadir. I'm Martin Strong. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.